Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Chronically Mom podcast. I am your host, Michelle Pickens. I am really excited for the conversation that I'm sharing today. If you have been following along on Instagram, I have just gotten back from Disney World with my family. Um, I'm sure, like I said, if you follow on Instagram, you know that. Uh, we had an incredible time. We are big Disney people, and my sister just moved down there actually. So we went to visit her for a little and then did some park time, followed by a Disney cruise on the new ship, The Wish. So that was just a bucket list thing for us. We've been planning it for over a year, and we had a great time. So I'll share more about that through Instagram, and maybe I'll do a podcast episode on that later. We'll see. But something that I hear every single time I post about one of our Disney trips is how do you do it with a chronic illness? Because it can be a very daunting task to, number one, plan the whole vacation, and number two, actually go on the vacation and have it be a a sustainable trip where you are able to make it through each day and actually enjoy yourself. So that's why I'm so excited for this conversation today, because there is a strategic method to help you be able to navigate the parks, make the vacation of your dreams happen, um, even if you're traveling with little ones, if you have a chronic illness, if you need different accommodations. So my guest today, Megan Getz, she is a fellow Crohn's mom and she is a Disney vacation planner. So she will help you plan, based on her expertise, help you plan all of the details of your trip, whether that is to a Disney park or on the Disney cruise line, she is incredible. So she has that extra perspective, not only of being a mom, but of having a chronic illness too. So she knows all about the accessibility services that they offer, the accommodations that they have, and how to help you plan in a really strategic way, the best way to map out your vacation so that you get everything done that you want to do, but you are not overdue it for yourself. So I will let her share her expertise. I'm so excited for this. I will link her website and her Instagram in the show notes. So make sure to check that out. Without further ado, here is Meg Getz. Welcome, Megan. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. You are a fellow Crohn's mom and big Disney fan. So we have a lot in common to chat about. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Well, why don't we dive in and you can give us some background about yourself and a little bit about your business. Yeah, so I'm Megan Getz and um, I'm a Crohn's patient. I've had Crohn's, it's actually been almost 20 years. I think I just had my 19th anniversary of being diagnosed. Um, So it's been a long, a long journey. We've had a lot of ups and not a ton of ups with the disease, to be honest, but a lot of downs, you know, how it goes. So, um, it's been a lot. I'm finally, you know, back in a decent place right now, um, which makes traveling much easier, obviously. Um, and in my full-time job, I'm a, um, school-based speech language pathologist. I work, um, at a middle school and a high school and, um, in my free time, kind of like as a hobby, something I just love to do is I plan 
Disney vacations. I love that. So what inspired you to start moving into Disney vacation planning? Okay. So it's kind of like a long story, but I'm going to try to pull it back a little bit. Um, when I was pregnant, I was pregnant during the pandemic. Um, and they found out that I was actually born with a congenital heart defect. Um, I started having some kind of crazy symptoms. Like I couldn't, it felt like I couldn't breathe when I laid down. Um, so they sent me for some tests and apparently the increase in blood volume, um, was putting more pressure on my heart. Uh, and then they found out I was born with a hole in my heart. So scary to go through, especially when you're pregnant. And then during the pandemic, when all of that is going on, it was wild. It was like very stressful. It sounds like it was crazy. So, um, I, Luckily we could wait. So we waited until I was about, um, seven months postpartum to have the surgery to, to repair that. And it was a full sternotomy. They had to completely open me up. I wasn't able to pick up or hold my baby, um, for, I think it was five weeks until I could like change a diaper, like pick him up and hold him. My gosh, that's heartbreaking. So that was, really hard. I mean, that part was really hard, but to get a little like chronic illness snobby, like I would do that over having a Crohn's flare (laughs) any day. That puts it into perspective. I feel like for people that don't know the pain and the the struggle of Crohn's that, wow. Yeah. Exactly. Like it was like the pain medication they gave it wasn't even narcotics, but it just worked. Like, even though, yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's just like, doesn't usually happen for Crohn's. When they give exactly. you pain medicine, you're like, Oh, sorry. Still feel it. Yep. So it's, you know, so just to validate some of you guys out there, like, thank you. This is hard stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, but, so how, how old is your son now? He is, he'll be three in October. Okay. Oh, right, right, right. So uh, around the same age as genetics. Yeah. 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 So um, while I was recovering, so I kind of, I couldn't um, do much, you know, and I started, I forget what YouTuber I was watching, but they had gone to Disney. And then I just started watching more and more videos of um, Disney World vacations. And I was like, we got to do this. Like I have to take my family there. Like it's been a heck of a time. Like let's, let's plan a Disney vacation. Um, because I had, I had gone every year in high school for cheerleading competitions. So Mm -hmm. I always loved it. Um, and then kind of, you know, you have different interests. It, it kind of, um, waned a little. Um, and then I got super into it while I was recovering from heart surgery. And we, planned that vacation. Um, it was just so nice to have something to like delve into that I could do from my computer, from bed, um, to get my mind off of all of the other things going on in my life and kind of like escape into this, um, vacation world that I was going to be experiencing in the next couple of weeks or a couple of months. So we took our son, um, he was probably nine months old at that time. Um, and we had, it, it was not a perfect trip whatsoever, but yeah. there was just something about it that it, it hooked me 
and partially hooked my husband, but I'm really pushing him along. <laughs> I'm in the same boat there with you. <laughs> um, so, so after that, did you, did you start, you just got into planning and helping other people like walk me through that. So I, um, then started planning our trips. I think I planned like three more trips after that for, for our family. And I, I was like, I, I love this. And I feel like I'm a really good resource, especially for people with chronic illnesses, with disabilities. Um, I'm a, as I said, I'm a speech language pathologist. So I work with, um, children with all sorts of different levels of ability, um, kids with autism, kids with down syndrome. So I really understand the ins and outs of that as well as Crohn's and chronic illnesses. So I was like, you know what, I think this could be something I could be really good at and really help some people with. Yeah. So I only recently really got into, um, planning in the last few months. Um, but I've been all in on Disney for a good bit now. That's awesome. And that's such an important background that you bring to the table because I think so many times people, if they aren't familiar with Disney trips, they see people posting about it online or they read about, you know, someone going and it seems so daunting. And especially if, you know, you have different needs or you have a disability and you're like, how am I even going to make this work? It's, it's, it's the high barrier to entry if you're, if you're uh, not familiar. So that's, that's great that you offer um, that you offer your expertise in that area. Um, so something, something I get asked a lot, cause we, you know, we go to Disney pretty frequently. My sister actually just moved down to Orlando to be closer to Disney, um, a couple months ago. Um, but every time I post people message me and they're like, how are you going to Disney world when you're not feeling well? Like, how are you making this work? And it really is doable if you have the right resources and you have the right planning. So I want to get into that with you. How, in your experience, have you navigated a Disney vacation when maybe you haven't been feeling great? And then how do you help other people do that? So the first thing is managing your expectations. So you can go into a Disney trip and say like, I want to do it all. And even for the healthiest person on the universe, like there's just too much down there. You're not going to do it all. So knowing before you get down there, like having your priorities in place, um, making sure that you know exactly what you want to do. Um, and then this is a, uh, this is something I learned from my last trip that I'm going to start to, to really put into the planning I do for my clients is put your priorities first. And it's, it feels selfish to say that. And like, as a mom, you know, a lot of times we put ourselves last, but this last trip, I was in Disneyland with my whole family. Um, so myself, my husband, my parents, my brother, sister-in-law, and my niece. And I planned the whole trip. I had so much fun doing it. It was like, it was so much fun. But I put everybody else's priorities first. And then um, we went through the first day. And so I have um, perianal Crohn's disease Mm -hmm. and I have two cetons placed to help um, so that way I don't get recurring abscesses. Mm And after walking like 12,000 steps that day, something happened and it like twisted the seton and it was, 
it was rough. So the whole next day we were there for, we had three days in the parks, the whole next day, I could barely walk until I was able to like maneuver it in such a way to get it in a good position. I was off my feet and I realized we only have one more day. I did what everybody else wanted to do yesterday. You know what? I should have put myself first and said, you know, these are the things I would really like to get done. Let's get those done get those out of the way in case the other shoe drops. Cause you know, we're always waiting for that other shoe to drop. Yes. That, that is, well, first of all, I'm sorry that that happened to you, but that is so that that's very telling of many, many Disney trips. Like that I've had also, like I, as you're saying that I'm like, yes, I've been through that. Like we, our trip um, that we went on when I was pregnant with my daughter, I kept putting stuff on. I was like, okay, we're going to do this later in the trip, later in the trip. And then we all got COVID. So then we couldn't do anything, you know? So it's like, you really, you really do have to, to put yourself first and, and keeping yourself well too, and keep yourself happy is so you're there for your kids and and your family to have a good time with them too. Um, exactly. Yeah. So definitely, like you said, prioritizing. Um, what about any tips and tricks on like actually navigating through the park, like finding bathrooms? Um, well, share some of that. So Disney has a great app. It's called the My Disney Experience app. If you're in Disney World and in Disneyland, it's just the Disneyland app. And you can actually go in and um, choose restrooms from a drop down menu. And it's going to show you exactly where all the restrooms are. So I love that feature um, because I like to know where the restrooms are ahead of time so I can look in and say, okay, well, we're going to be, you know, in fantasy land. These are where the bathrooms are there Um, and just kind of have that in the back of your your mind. So that's really helpful. Um, Knowing what the transportation is, is really important. Um, In Disneyland, it's just, it's a lot of walking. Um, but in Disney world, there's all sorts of different types of transportation and knowing what those options are, when they come, how you can access them. That's really important. Um, so Disneyland is smaller, but it's much more, you're walking a lot more. So I actually had more trouble at Disneyland than in Disney world because it was more walking. Um, which I did not expect at all. Yeah. I've, I've only ever been to Disney world. I haven't been to Disneyland. And when I think of it, I think of it as being smaller. So it's more contained and I guess easier to navigate, but it's not, it sounds like. So it's definitely smaller. It's definitely easier to navigate in that like, oh, I can like look over there and I see the other park. I'm just going to go right over there. But we stayed in an off-property resort and it was super close. Like, it's not that it was very far away, but still the walk to the park entrance and then the walk into the park. And then you're walking all around the park. You're going from Disneyland to Disney California Adventure. Um, That was, it was hard. You know, I was, we were getting like 12, no, more than that. We were getting like 20,000 steps a day. That's a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. It was too much for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. they do lots of people in Disney use scooters and wheelchairs. Mm-hmm. That is definitely an option. Um, my parents, they were like, why don't you just get a scooter mentally? I just wasn't there yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. So I- it, it just depends on where you're at in your whole journey with the illness. 
Yeah. It's nice to know that that's an option though. Um, and I'm sure that that's something that you can help as you're planning. You can help facilitate the rental of a scooter or something like that. Um, yeah. And that's, I, I thought about that when I was on our trip before and I was pregnant with my daughter and I was having all of these issues and I was supposed to stay off my feet and it's like 95 degree weather and you're walking around and I'm, and my husband's like, should we get you like a scooter or wheel? I'm like, no, 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 I'm fine. But then looking back, it's like, why didn't I do that? You know? Right. Like, exactly. So, yeah. But that's a bear. Like, that's like a mental jump you have to take. You yeah. have to be like really yeah settled in where you are in the disease process. And yeah, I mean, after 20 years, I'm still not quite there. So <laughs> it's, it's hard. I'm yeah. only what, like eight years in and I'm still like processing too. So yeah, um, it's a lot. Yeah. Do you use yeah. the, um, uh, disability pass for, so I have, so it's called yeah. disability access service mm-hmm. and it's called DAS for mm-hmm. short. Um, and I have used it in the past. I used it in my last trip. I just went with my son, uh, just my son and I to Disney world in June and I used it. And when I tell you it was such a game changer, it made the trip. Um, so what happens is you can have a call with a cast with the Disney cast member, um, up to, I think 30 days prior to your trip. So between 30 and two days before your trip, you can have that. It's a short video chat. Um, with a cast member, sometimes you have to wait a good bit online. So make sure, you know, you have a good amount of time to commit to that. And they'll ask you a few questions. And depending on the way that you answer it, they don't ask like, what's your diagnosis or anything yeah. like that. Um, I always just say it. Um, I think it just works better like that, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, they can, they'll either approve you or not approve you right there in the moment. Um, I will say it depends. Like I tried to register in Disneyland Mm -hmm. and they said, based off of your symptoms that you're describing, um, you don't qualify for this. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it can really depend. Um, now that was fine for me because I was going to be with my family and we had, um, like already paid the Disney has a, uh, program called genie plus where you can pay to skip the line. So it's like, Mm -hmm. well, we already have that it'll be, you know, it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, but they did offer some alternatives so you can go up to the like beginning of the ride and say like, Hey, I don't think I can wait in this line. Um, can you give me a return time? And then what they do is they look, you know, they say, okay, well, if it's a 45 minute wait, they say, sure, come back in 45 minutes and we'll put you through an expedited line. Nice. Yeah. So there are options, um, but it really, unfortunately, it depends who you're talking to, um, what your symptoms are. And um, I think the park makes a difference, Disney World versus Disneyland. I do think that makes a difference. So yeah, that's yeah. really interesting. Cause I've never tried to use it at, or to do the DAS Pass at Disneyland. I've never been to Disneyland, but in Disney World that I, rely on that a lot because that was a huge, my sister, she has, um, Crohn's too. And so does my mom. And we all go to Disney together. We go frequently. And that was like one of the biggest like points of anxiety throughout the whole trip is okay. We're going to have to wait in line. What if we wait four hours to ride flight of passage? And then we have to get out of line because we need to use the bathroom and then we can't get back in. It's like, it's so stressful or it's like, Oh, if I go on something and it makes me feel sick and then how's it going to impact me for the rest of the day? It's just so many little things that having these resources 
help at least just take some of that anxiety off of you for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when it comes to, um, navigating the parks, do you usually like to do kind of back-to-back park days on a trip? Do you like to have some rest days in there? Like what's that ideal schedule, um, for someone who maybe has Crohn's or chronic illness and then also who has kids too? Yeah. So rest days are pivotal in my opinion. Like there's just, you're go, go, go. And you don't even realize you're go, go, go. Um, so for myself and for my two and a half year old, we always take a midday break in the hotel room. Love that. Yeah. We always go back. Um, he is very hit or miss if he'll fall asleep in the stroller. So going back for naps is really important. And then it gives me a chance to also decompress get off my feet, mm-hmm. um, and just relax a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really important. And then like, if you're doing a, a full, like you're going to hit all four parks in Disney world, I really like to do two park days, one rest day, two park days and kind of schedule it so that, um, your first park day is maybe a park that you're not going to stay for the nighttime show. Mm -hmm. Um, So that way you can wake up early the next morning and go, go, go. And then that second day, maybe you'll go to magic kingdom and see the fireworks show at the end of the night. You'll be out late that night, but then you don't have to worry about it because the next day is a rest day. You can sleep in, not worry about getting to the parks right away. So it's a lot of that strategic planning to make sure that you're optimizing your time, but also getting that rest that you need. So I guess that's why it's really important to work with someone like you who knows these ins and outs. Um, Because even like you were saying with, you know, Genie Plus and stuff like that, if you're not someone who's a regular visiting the parks all the time and you're like, what, how do I, how do I even start? Where do I, you know? There is so much. So like, we'll do, you know, if, if you want to plan a vacation with me, we'll do like Disney one-on-one and we'll go through like, what does rope drop mean? What's Disney or what's Genie plus? What is, um, what do I need for the weather at this time? Like, yeah, it can, the wet, I mean, in the summer months, it just gets brutally, brutally hot. Mm-hmm. So it, there's a lot of things that you might need to prepare for that ahead of time. I love that. Um, when it comes to where to stay, do you usually recommend staying on property because it's more convenient or, um, does that not really matter? Like what's your stance on that? I think it really depends if you're going to have a car or not. So we've done both. We've stayed on property and off property. Um, I love to stay on property. It's just, there's something about it. Like you can't put it into words, but being in what they call the Disney bubble just feels really, um, it just feels special. It's just I have so like goosebumps as you're, as yeah. you're saying that I'm like, yes, I love it. <laughs> I know it's, it really, so if you can swing the price tag, um, I do think it's worth it. I love all the transportation that they have. They've got buses to the parks. Um, they've got monorails, the Skyliner. There's so many different options. Um, but if you're going to stay off property, I recommend usually like an Airbnb and having a car, um, because then you have more space, Mm -hmm. um, a kitchen, like (laughs) it's a big one. Yeah. If you're going to do, and the other thing is like, it's just me, my husband, and my two and a half year old, but we can't do more than like four or five nights in a hotel together. Like just it's to a stay lot. in a hotel room. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. And yeah. it's not, 
we're used to our space. We like our space. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> so like if you're doing a longer trip, you might want to consider maybe a split stay. Maybe you do a couple nights at an Airbnb, um, have the kitchen available. And then like the last part of your trip, maybe stay on property and um, stay in like a regular hotel room. And yeah. all, it all depends on your budget. Um, but yeah, like I said, it just really depends. And that's the thing, like when you work with a travel planner, you'll be able to say like, these are what's, this is what's really important to me. This is my budget. What can we do with this? And there's always a way to make it work. That's amazing. And I feel like just as, as a mom in general, you have so many things on your mind and you're making decisions all day and you're planning things all day that the last thing you want to do, unless you're super passionate about it is plan a vacation. You just want to go and have a good time. So having that person and that resource that you can rely on to just say, here's what I want, like word vomit everything. And then you're like, yes, I will make it happen for yeah. you. Like That's <laughs> so comforting to know that, that that's available. And especially having someone who can understand the nuances of the, the chronic illness piece of it too. Yeah. Um, for sure. I, I want to touch on, um, food because you mentioned, um, having a kitchen, which is definitely super helpful. Um, a question that I've gotten when I've posted about being at Disney before is about the different food options. And personally, I think they have pretty great dining options, pretty, um, you know, diverse offerings, some healthy options. Um, but would love to hear your professional opinion on that. And then maybe some recommendations, um, of your favorite spots. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, um, I agree. I think Disney world does a really nice job. There are so many places to eat. Um, and there's a really nice variety of things to eat. So different types of cuisines, and then every restaurant will have an allergy menu, um, that you can ask for, and it'll show you, you know, what are your gluten-free options? What are your dairy-free options? What are your plant-based options? Um, and then if you're still like some people have a more specific type of allergy or type of restriction, you can always ask to speak with someone and they can work with you. Um, and they're always more than happy to do that. Um, that's not something like you need to feel like you're being a nuisance. Um, you just say like, this is what I'm trying to avoid. What can you do for me? And you can work together to make that, to make that happen. Um, so different recommendations. So my husband and I, we love to eat at Disney. Like that is our. That's, that's our jam thing. too. Yeah. We love it. We love it. I'm that, I'm so excited to hear what your favorites are. Yeah. We're going again in September and I'm like, okay, um, I haven't made my reservations yet. So I'm like, what should we like, where should we go? Are there places that we haven't been yet? So what's like, what's your favorite um, quick service and then your favorite like full sit down service? Oh, okay. So I. Oh, Disney Springs has the polite pig. I've um, never been, but I've heard it's so good. It's so good. And it's kind of like a mix between table service and quick service. Okay. Um, so like you order at a counter, but then you take your number over and you'll have a waiter or waitress that's um, there to assist you throughout your meal. Yeah. Um, so that's really great. Um, in the parks. Okay. So. I don't love the quick service in Magic Kingdom. Me either. It's not great, but you just take that quick walk to the Contemporary and grab lunch at Steakhouse 71. You will not be disappointed. 
break from the heat, break from the crowds, hit up Steakhouse 71, get a really nice lunch, maybe a cocktail if alcohol is within your, you know, your diet. Yeah. Um, and then make your way back to Magic Kingdom. That's I one love of my favorite that. tips. Yeah. Yum. Oh my gosh. Now I'm, I'm yeah. hungry. Just thinking about that. Yeah. I've had brunch there before, but I've never done lunch there. And that's, that's a really good tip. Yeah. So that's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, Regal Eagle barbecue in Epcot is really yeah. good. They've got really good onion rings. Yum. <laughs> um, Woody's lunchbox in Hollywood studios. I love that is one of my favorites too. the pop tarts there. And then you can get the, um, the breakfast bowls. It's like not yes. on the menu, but you can ask for it. And it's so good. And they can do those gluten-free too. Yes. Yeah. And, um, plant-based. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. So yeah. Good. So those are, those are great. Animal kingdom has some really great food. Um, oh, I'm blanking on the place in, um, Pandora in Animal Kingdom. Oh, um, but it's their big quick service there. Yeah, the big like cafeteria area. Yes, they have great like customizable bowls. Um, oh, gosh, that's gonna bug me. Um, I, know, I can't remember it either. What it's called? Yeah, yeah, that's a really great one um, to check out. And then um, table service. The breakfast at Topolino's Terrace is not to be missed, especially if you have littles. It's a character breakfast, um, but they do such a nice job. Like when we went, they didn't overpack the restaurant. They had everybody nice and spaced out. So it didn't feel like, you know, sometimes with those types of meals, you can feel like you're just part of a machine and you're mm -hmm. just, just, you know, churning you through. Um, but that one was so nice. Um, you can see some of the characters. The food was top notch. So I good. Three years to get a reservation there. <laughs> Every trip I would get on, I'm like, please, please, please get a reservation. Finally, the last trip that we went on, we got a reservation and it was one of the best meals that I've ever had. Yeah. It was so, so good. Good. So good. So good. And then you just take your mimosa out onto the terrace and look out the Skyliner and the other resorts. It's lovely. That is a nap on the Skyliner. I always, I take the kids to nap on there because it's like, you know, sways, <laughs> it's a little breezy. I'm like, all right, these kids can, you know, just snooze a little bit. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's my tie. I would say that's my top restaurant, like sit down for sure. I love it. Um, I want to get into a little bit about Disney Cruise Line because I saw that you plan for, you can plan cruise vacations as well. So tell me a little bit about that. So full disclosure, I've actually not been on a cruise. We are planning to do our first one next August. Um, but from what I hear, cruises are kind of the way to go. Like they're much less stressful, way less moving around. Um, so I'm so excited to um, experience that. So we're going to do four days in the park and then um, do a three-night bah uh, Bahamas cruise um, nice. next summer. And I think it's going to be really good, like move, move, move in the parks and then like relax on the cruise. Yeah, totally. We, we've done, um, since we've had Maddox, we, we did one Disney cruise with him and 
it was amazing because you really like you just go and rest in the middle of the day you don't have to take transportation back anywhere and we stayed on the ship almost like the whole time like it was so there's so many things to do things for the kids to do so I'm I'm so excited to hear about what you go and how you like it I'm I'm really excited and one of the great things is Disney Cruise Line they really cater to families so they have a nursery for kids under three um that is a separate cost but their kids clubs for kids three and up are all included within your, the cost of your, excuse me, the cost of your whole, um, cruise, the whole, your whole trip. So that's an awesome bonus. Um, yeah. And they do, um, there's characters at all the time. Um, their splash pads and pools look amazing. They're all themed to different, like there's a Toy Story one, there's a Finding Nemo one. Um, so like as a mom, I'm really looking forward to that, to like get my kid excited and out into the pools and the splash pads and all that good stuff. Yeah. The theming is just so, I mean, the theming across Disney is just yeah. incredible. I could spend months just walking through and looking at everything, right? So true. Yeah. Well, I want to get into some fun Disney questions too, just to, you know, get a feel for, for what your preferences are. So I guess out of all of the parks in Disney world, which is your favorite? Well, I think Epcot it's like between Epcot and magic kingdom. Um, yeah. I would say Epcot though, because they got the food for my husband and I, and they've got some, you know, it's, it's not just for grownups. There's some yeah. great things for, for kids and toddlers for sure. Definitely. I didn't realize until I had Maddox that there's all these playgrounds in there. So mm-hmm. we, I'll get my Starbucks in the morning and I'm like, go play. You can run and play. And I'm going to sit my coffee and like charge up for the day, you know? Exactly. Yeah. The, the frozen ride is so much fun. The Ratatouille ride we love yeah. the gigantic aquarium. Um, so cool fantastic so yeah I Epcot's my number one I love that um out of any I you've been to Disneyland but out of any other Disney park in the world is there anywhere that you really want to go any other international park you're interested in visiting I think Disneyland Paris is up there yeah yeah it's really cool I think so um and then what is your all-time favorite ride at any of the parks Ooh, okay. So actually I think Frozen Ever After in um, Epcot, I just, that's so good. We went, we spent Christmas in Disney this year. And um, that morning, my husband, we, they have something called Rider Swap or Rider Switch um, Mm -hmm. where like um, one person goes on and the other person stays with the child that's not tall enough to ride. And then you switch. So We got a really early um, boarding group for the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride. And so my husband went and did that. Yeah. And then we had some time to kill. So um, my son and I, Conrad, we did um, the Frozen Ever After ride and we just, we loved it. So like that just has a really special place in my heart. That's so yeah. sweet. It's like those sweet little memories that you make. And then it's like forever. That's going to be your favorite ride because the experience that you yeah, had. It was like Christmas. It was because it was, we did Christmas day in Epcot. So it was Christmas morning. That's incredible. And like the part, the best, I think the best part of the day is like in the morning before everybody gets there. So there weren't a lot of people there yet. We just scooted right in. It was great. 
Yeah. I'm just imagining that. I'm like, that's my happy place. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so wonderful. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, let's, um, let's make sure that we shout out where people can find you, because I definitely know that there's going to be people that are interested in, um, you know, using you as a resource, using your services. Um, so give us a shout out to your socials, your website. Yeah. So, um, I'm on Instagram. It's, um, msvp underscore by by underscore megan um that's main street vacation planners by megan um so that's me on instagram and then i do have a website it's it's very new it's um chronically mindful.com so and i have a blog up there um not a lot of posts just yet but something you know something i'm working on yeah, I'll link those in the show notes too. So everyone can find those for very easily. Yeah, I think that's it. I, the best thing you can do is like, if you're contemplating any kind of trip and you're not sure where to start, um, you know, talk to somebody who, who gets it. So whether that's me or somebody else, um, if there's something you want to do, make it happen. Like there's a way to make it work. Um, if you get the right tools, the right resources, the right people in you, in your corner. Um, yeah. So reach out, feel free. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for all of the tips. This is a great conversation. Um, and yeah, I'm, I can't wait to hear about your upcoming adventures and your cruise and all, all of that good stuff. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Meg. She shared a bunch of great tips. I am a big Tizzy fan, as you know, and I love that she is making the trip more accessible for more families who are interested in going. So definitely check out her website and her Instagram, which are linked in the show notes, and reach out to her if you have any questions. She can help make your ideal vacation happen. All right, guys, I will be back soon with another episode. I hope until then you all get a chance to relax a little bit. You are staying well, and I will talk to you soon.